Welcome to Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. This is a platform for me to express and explain the thoughts, conversations, and adventures young black women go through every day. I'm your host, Courtney Hancock. I am a student at the Elizabeth City State University, where I major in digital media. Hailing from the Charm City, Ravens Nation, or as many of you may call it, Be More, Baltimore, Maryland. This podcast will discuss things from social and black issues, self-care and self-love, to dating and other relationships. My goal is that you start glowing, growing, and going right along with me as I continue on my journey. Oh, and if you don't have your goals written down for the next month, nevertheless the next week, take a pause, then press play again and listen. Trust me, this will help. It's your virtual confidant, your sis, your young, everyday black woman. What's up, you guys? You're listening to Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. Welcome to 2023. Y'all, it has been a minute. And I mean a minute. I mean a minute. And I recorded this episode. This is time number five. So this is a bit much. (laughs) But I am back and hopefully back on a consistent level because consistency is key but I'm taking it day by day so where have I been what's been going on it's been crazy um my grandmother passed away in 2022 um on November the 28th so it's just been crazy 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 um since then emotions and time and all this and before then she was in hospice care so being there with her every day and all of that for um a long time I mean I had been doing that for a minute um just of she's you know for a long time but consistently watching her progress to you know November 28th a lot of consistency since the beginning of October um so it's been hard um this is not easy Um, I will get on social media I will post I will you know take some pictures but deep down inside some days are hard you know there are days that are harder than others Um, but a lot of everything is a lot of happiness and a lot of smiles because um, she was a light in my life she can make you laugh Um, she was quiet we shared a lot of similarities um, especially growing up I I see where we had similarities and I love that um but it's been hard um but like I say she was full of so much love all the way to the end um just knowing who you were which was crazy um holding your hand letting you kiss on her you know she was um available for that in a sense and it was just hard but there are these happy moments because of all of the good times and she had just turned 100 in July so you know you know we know that we are a very blessed family you know there are people who don't have their family members for that long um so you know although I've only had I only had 23 years with her you know it's amazing um to see grandparents and to see them get older and to just know someone that was 100 
Um, but it is a process, you know, everything that I had gone through with both of my grandparents in a sense of like their health and watching them get older and all those types of things really sets a tone for my future. I know what things I want and I don't want. Um, I know how to handle my business. Um, when that time comes for someone else, I know what to do. Um, there's a lot of learning lessons as you keep your eyes and ears open during these times. What it's, what it's like to be um, have the power of attorney for someone or something like that. It's a lot um, to watch and learn at this age um, because anything can happen, you know, God forbid, but it could be my mother or my father and me making these decisions and making things happen. And the only plus side <laughs> to this is um, already, you know, twice now have seen how this goes um, because a lot of people don't know all the behind the scenes it takes and, you know, another add on to why families are overly emotional, because sometimes you don't get that time to grieve like you want to, because you have a million and other things uh, you're trying to do. And it's harder for my family because everyone that doesn't have kids um, to kind of take the weight off and run and do this or do that or, you know, it's it's hard. Um, so we me being the only grandchild involved um, it was just a lot of like ripping and running and doing this and doing that and making sure this I'm always double checking everything that my mom and my aunts and uncle are doing, um, for things like that to make sure we got it. We, um, especially in a sense when, you know, she passed here in Baltimore and she had to, you know, she wanted her funeral and everything to be buried late to rest in North Carolina. Um, so that's a whole different process. You're talking about dealing with two funeral homes, making arrangements and trying to contact people that you can't just go and, you know, to the establishment or go to this or go to their house, you know, um, the blessing, you know, my cousin, Bishop Watford, um, has a church in Powellsville. If you're in my North Carolina listeners, go to his church, Roundtree Temple of Praise. It's, he's amazing. Um, you know, so he did my grandfather's funeral. He did um, some of my grandmother's funeral. So those are, you know, great things. And of course, you know, I'm going to say I've been knowing him all my life. But of course, you know, I've been knowing him all my life. He's um, he's great. And he was able to help us with that and to get that done, help us a little bit with the music and things like that. But it is difficult, like when you're not there, but our NC family definitely stepping up and helping us out a bit um, was very beneficial. So shout out to all of them. Shout out to Hunter's Funeral Home, Howard, um, <laughs> you know, little Hunter, <laughs> um, little Howard. Um, shout out to him, you know, just for always comforting the family, being there for us, me specifically, and especially child. He had my back through the whole thing. <laughs> um, Beginning us the honey bun cakes, all those different things. Um, you just don't find that here, like here in Baltimore, we will never find that. Um, like you're talking to somebody about something and they really going to go and get it the next day. Like we had no idea. Like we were just, you know, I love honey bun cake and I love to make them. So we were just talking about that. Like we wish we had honey bun cake, um, to get. And then we were like, well, who we making? You know, so we were just talking out. We ain't even, it was like the day before. So we're not even thinking like, oh yeah, we're going to get one for real. Lord behold. He pops up to the house we were staying at with two honey bun cakes in hand. So, 
you know, you have those um, people who go the extra mile and they deserve it. So I had to send him when he came. He, he personally came here to pick up her body, which was amazing. When he came here, he wanted some snickerdoodles. And if you're from Baltimore, if you're even from Maryland, y'all know great cookie snickerdoodles are all of that. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to send him some snickerdoodles. He got some when he was here, but I knew they was gone. Probably about the time we got down there, period. Um, but yeah, I sent him some snickerdoodles. And I thought that was just so sweet. That was just so nice. You know, those are the things that you do. That's where my heart is always big like that. You know, like that's just me. You know, you go the extra mile, you do something, you know, it's just hospitality and all that. I got you. You're going to get a little extra thank you because we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all don't care about that. <laughs> but yeah, we had a, you know, a decent trip, a decent time, you know, just with everything that was going on. And then, you know, my grandfather passed around the same time three four years ago so um it's just been hard you know for us and everything and life is crazy um but we're pushing through everyone's pushing through coping in their own ways grieving in their own ways having their own moments it's just different for each and every one of us because we're all different people going through this in a different type of way um but i you know, it was definitely hard with my pop pop, my grandfather, but it is different when you're like, this is really it. I don't really share a close relationship with my father's father like that, you know, like where I'm there every day, you know, we're talking on the phone, like it's my obligation that I know I'm calling you every day to check on you and this, that, and the third, you know, we're buying each other Christmas and birthday gifts and mother and father's you know so being that to me it just felt like this is my end-all be-all with having feeling like a granddaughter you know what I mean um and that was it you know I realized that and I think for them of course like this is your last parent you only get two um and when one is gone and the other passes it's hard but the one good amazing thing and we all thought was so amazing was that she stayed around so long post my grandfather because a lot of couples and one dies and they're older it, the other one doesn't usually last that long at all um so to see her push through now, I wouldn't even say like push through. It wasn't like she was like severely sick or anything, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, life is crazy and things happen and life is crazy. <laughs> but outside of that, I think it really just helped me set my goals for 2023 um, and set the tone. You know, you want to live life to, you know, the fullest you want to just keep loving your heart um stay positive know that you know I don't know for for me the biggest thing was for me to zone in and tap deep into my future and my education I look at my grandparents who both came from seventh grade educations who didn't do the basics of school to take care 
or, you know, be a part of working farms for their families. Um, you know, my grandfather was a sharecropper um, prior to him moving to Baltimore um, and everything. So that's just a step up from slavery, um, if you're not for sure about how all that works. But people who sharecrop, they'll tell you <laughs> it's a step up from slavery. It's like you can live here, have your own home here on this farm, but you are going to farm. You're free. You're going to live here, but you're going to farm. And you'll get a little something. Um, so to see that from moving to a much bigger city in Baltimore and, you know, living and building a home and having a family and doing that for four kids um, is remarkable. And when I think about that, I'm like, that is the energy and the push to just push, to persevere, to keep going. Um, education has just always stuck out to me, especially with my grandfather, always, you know, him talking about constantly that he had to drop out of school to take care of his, you know, sisters and his mother. It always just stuck out to me and it just always made me want to go harder. So college, which I was like, okay and you know you gotta push through anytime I was ever in doubt I was like well what would pop pop do what would he think you know and throughout this whole thing especially once he passed I had those moments like what would he be telling me what would he say to push me you know because he was always so proud of me with anything I could do the littlest thing the littlest thing to everyone else and he would just think it's big um you know and the biggest blessing was that he was there for high school. Both of them weren't at graduation, but just around. Um, and then my grandmother was at my college graduation. So I'll never forget that. That will forever stick with me. And she had a special seat because she's, you know, in her wheelchair. So I walked right past her <laughs> um, marching in for graduation. So that will be a moment I will never forget. Um you know, although she wasn't like, even then, maybe she was getting, you know, more sick and getting to the condition that she was at the end. She wasn't really paying attention, but I know, you know, in her deepest of deepest of hearts, you know, she, she was proud. Um, so I don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, I'm excited for 2023. You know, I know I have a lot of work to do. Um, despite all the hurt and the everything that has come with this death, you know, we all know we have a little bit more free time now and we all want to use our free, free time productively um, or for our leisure to rest up, to um, do things that we didn't get the chance to do before. And for me, I just really want to be productive. I want to focus in on my education, my future, um, I would love to start a business this year. Um, I would love to do something more with this podcast or be able to, you know, bring guests on and just focus in. I just didn't have, you know, the time to focus in like I wanted to. And now I do. Um, so hopefully I use, you know, this to an advantage and push myself and keep going um and stop coming home and going to bed I don't know I just been doing this for since the summer 
I've been doing this thing. I would come home, eat dinner. I could I could probably stay up till ten. And then there's some nights, of course, like I could stay up till two but on on a general night. I can't stay up past ten thirty. <laughs> um but that doesn't help you be productive. If you go to work all day, you come home, you eat, you handle your business. Those late night hours are sometimes productive, productivity time. So I'm going to start using my extra time to be productive, um, to get things done, to handle business. And, you know, everything with the funeral, what everything that was said was just about making it so, and not with the funeral, the actual service, but with everything, people we talked to and all these conversations we were having and talking about family and death is you know you just want to start lining things up for your future um also around the time for my aunt's birthday which was like a week before christmas we went to go see tk kirkland and he talked about a lot of great things one thing luckily enough for sure um my aunt she before she stopped working she was a um insurance agent and her boyfriend of years he's calling my uncle he um was like an insurance like an insurance agent but he was a manager um so he's he's really really deep into it anyways um so I've always known about insurance and known about life insurance and um you know sometimes we focus so much on our health insurance we don't think about life insurance um and especially while you're young to turn if your parents hopefully have a life insurance policy on you that they turn it over to you so therefore, you're young, you're more healthy. When you're later in age, you're not as healthy. You got high blood pressure because these people start coming to your house and they start assessing you like, oh, you got high blood pressure. You got high cholesterol. You have diabetes. You got, oh, oh, OK, well, let's up this a bit and you'll be paying so much more money. But if you started while you're young, you won't be paying as much money. And where T.K. Kirkland came into the whole thing, he was just shining a light on it talk, talking about it um because the audience was not as young as me but young enough um who could either relate and understand and have made those decisions or need to be in the process of making those decisions um and when you are in a position like that where you're able to drop words of wisdom and then make people laugh talk about other crazy stuff <laughs> um you do that um especially with our black community where sometimes we lack the knowledge we're not coming from these backgrounds and backgrounds and backgrounds and years of years and generations of doing this it's a new thing um I mean not completely new like our parents generation they are more on it than our grandparents well I said my grandparents generation um so yeah or you know as parents taking um insurance policies out on your kids or as kids taking insurance policies out on your parents um, you know, there is money to be had off of life, which is crazy, but it is possible. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just the, the beauty of life in a sense, but you know, you want to leave your kids with something. Um, and that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm thinking about my future in those ways, you know, what can I leave to the next generation? Um, you just don't want to die and, you know, you ain't have nothing or also no the the weirdest and I thought it was so weird until I realized people don't have life insurance is when you see these GoFundMes for people who are in their 40s and 50s or people who are my age and I'm like y'all don't have no life insurance 
it's crazy to me because I always just for at least a decade of life have always known like you need an insurance you need a life insurance policy so it can help cover your funeral because if even if you don't have enough money to leave like behind boohoo's of money for your children or whomever you do want to have enough to cover the expenses of your funeral and yeah you know you want to have them have something to bring to the funeral home and not like a headache of like how am I going to do this um I didn't I didn't realize that that was so many people until I start seeing how many people had GoFundMe's or you hear stories about oh I couldn't pay but these are some people who are living luxurious lives and who seem like they got money and all this type of stuff incorporate a life insurance policy into your to your life into your bills so that you can do better for yourself and do better for whoever's gonna have to take care of you at the end because you do not want them to be in that situation neither one of my grandparents were but you know my aunt also worked in a funeral home business the same aunt so she's heard these stories before when you go to funeral homes they tell you these stories about people who don't have nothing and now you got a family trying to pull together to make something happen now like your repass and those things that's different you know if you don't have that that's different because that's something you ain't really you know but we had enough for both for the service for the repass for people to get paid services some services are not free you know what i'm saying luckily for us we have family who um can do things and like even a lot of people because it's a funeral they're not expecting anything but you know you have you know us as family we have guards so we're gonna give something so I'm just saying just think about those things um and they build up and you can start young and you're able to save a hundred thousand dollars and just imagine if you live a long life your kids are now going to get a hundred thousand dollars and use about 10 to 12,000 on your funeral. Like these things are expensive caskets, especially like if you want what you want and people want to get you what they want and get you, it is expensive. So that could go like 6,000. There are definitely ones for 2000, but there are some bad little nice, cute, fancy ones for like, five or six and more it just depends on where you're at you know everything's not going to be the same price um so yeah so if you're ever in the process of someone being in that process if you're open to funeral homes you don't know anything about their work or something like my family we like oh yeah we done seen this funeral homes do that we don't like that like let's go to this one or whatever and then also we were dealing with trying to get her out of the state so you're also want to work with a funeral home that your funeral home of where who's going to dress you and get you right um and do your service somewhere that they've worked with before you know what I mean because it just makes business easier um and all that so if you can do that do that we opted to do that and that was one of the best decisions to make because he had already been there he knew how they did business they knew how he did business and everything so that really really worked out um because we did not do that with my grandfather 
used the same funeral home of course in North Carolina but we used a totally different one here and it was so ghetto like it was around it was New Year's Eve so trying to get business done on New Year's Day is crazy on like New Year's Eve really and then trying to get someone transported on New Year's Day wild it was a mess it was ghetto this wasn't too bad because we already had set in stone you know talking to him like this is what we're gonna do and like the day she passed we already had a date for friend like we were on it okay <laughs> we didn't play no games um but yeah so i'm just saying get your life in order get everything in order that's just what everything is teaching me like it is about living your life to your fullest and sometimes people are so focused on living and spending and this that we're not focused on the future future which is the legacy that we live the finances that we leave you know what are we doing for the next generation um what type of family lineage you know what i'm saying like what will life look like for your children a hundred years from now you know what i mean and if we start that your children are gonna it's already gonna be instilled in them you know what i'm saying um it will be and make sure you get the right ones don't get a term policy um don't do that but just look into it western southern has great ones you can find you an insurance agent to help you with that you just call around to different places and they'll get something in order um i'm about to get my life insurance policy turned get it turned over to me um because i'm young and pretty healthy still so i'm able to not have a really high premium and also can try to do the hundred thousand dollars for a low premium and everything you know what i mean so look into those things um they're really 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 important um when it comes down to finances for the future and what you leave behind and also getting that funeral together like stuff is expensive transporting you might need a plane to do that that's money you know what i mean even if like we did just someone to come pick it up that's money they're thinking about gas vehicle drivers um and they needing two people to transport a body you know what i'm saying stuff adds up the miles that it takes to get there you know you may want to be buried in maryland and might live real further away like in florida or on the west coast like these are real things so these are things to just think about um to just get your life together so that you don't have to wait later to get it together for one and that you already up on game you know it's good to be up on game when it comes to your life period so that's my tea for that <laughs> you know my mouth ain't no prayer book but that's my tea for that um outside of that i feel like love is just so important you know love life I don't even feel like digging into this. It's been crazy. We, him and I re- recently had a conversation about um, the phone. Because if I have not mentioned, we don't talk on the phone. But a lot of that is my issue because I don't like talking on the phone. I, I'm going to say I don't like talking on the phone. I don't like initiating phone calls because it's a big thing for rejection. Especially dealing with people who are always busy or at least always seem busy. Um, but that's dumb. And I know, and it sounds slow, I know, but that's just how I've been. And you think like things like this don't catch up with you. Now, in previous situations, I've never had to worry about calling in a sense of like, they always call me. So it wasn't a big deal about me calling um, or whatever, because 
we were just talking regardless um so it's just different and the other thing is when we were in school together I think we were really seeing each other so much we didn't need to be on the phone because we were with each other any minute of the day that we could be so I wasn't even used to like having to be on the phone with him that makes sense so I don't know I'm weird for that and I'm working on that but I said if this is something that I want to work and I want to withstand the test of time I'm gonna have to get on that phone and dial them numbers or hit that FaceTime button because that's normal people talking on the phone me personally I also feel like I should not be punished for that like if you want to talk to me then call me um and he feels the same way like oh because you don't call me you don't want to talk to me and I feel like oh because you still don't call even though I don't call that shows you don't want to talk to me and that could be weird of me to say that that could be toxic (laughs) that does sound toxic but that's just how I felt or how I feel or I don't know what what my brain is telling me but my heart is telling me that I do need to call because that can definitely make someone feel uninterested or you don't care about them or whatever because I literally know how it feels because it's it's yeah so I'm definitely gonna work on that but outside of that I mean it's been like okay long distance is difficult you're not seeing a person all the time you know that's hard especially being on two different types of schedules he's still in school finishing up school I'm working and grad school and this that and the third it's a lot it's it's hectic um definitely hectic and different and you have to find the happy medium for the both of you and you know it sounds cheesy to like schedule times to talk or schedule times for whatever but I feel like that may be where we're at now to like let's pencil that time in every day or every other day um so you know we get to have that one-on-one verbal time because things can get misconstrued and miscommunicated through text um but when you're talking it's a little bit easier for me I it was something on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that they said that my girl told my other girl like you use your words improperly or you're like funny with words you know like I could be that way verbally too especially when I'm nervous or whatever because I'm really good at expressing myself like I can get on here and tell y'all all the tea everything but I it's hard for me to do that with people for one, I don't like to hurt people's feelings. So I never really try to hurt people's feelings. I will be shady to a man, but I won't be shady to my friends on what I say. I, on both accounts, don't like to hurt people's feelings. So it's it's no happy medium for me. But I'm working on that, figuring out how to say what I say effectively and also without getting smart and saying too much. I really got to work on that because it's bad. That's really, really bad. <laughs> But that leads into how I'm constantly growing and evolving and noticing the things that I need to work on, too. And not just for relationships, but just in platonic relationships and everything else. My communication is just bad. Like, I just don't have to outside of a relationship romantically. I don't have to talk to anyone every day but my mom. You know, Um, that's just me. I don't have to because... For one, I don't live a life that is something's different going on every day that someone wants to hear about. 
and for two I don't know like one thing I've always said about friendships and I'm sure I said it on here before is I feel like we have to ask each other when we're on the phone and that goes for all types of relationships can but let's go on friendships can my friend handle this right now um that's a really big thing to me like whatever I'm about to tell them do they do I do are they even mentally and emotionally available for me to lay something on them right now because sometimes their answer can be no their answer can definitely be no everyone you could be going through something that you think is major and somebody else could be going through something that they think is major and therefore they can't handle what you're about to tell them so I don't know where's that again happy medium or where we can feel comfortable telling someone like I can't handle this right now without it being misconstrued for like I don't want to talk to you you know what I mean so I don't know I'm also there (laughs) you know sometimes I just and that's also selfish sometimes I can also be seen as you're so caught up in yourself but also I'm the type of person if I'm going through something I don't want to talk because I don't want to rub that negative energy off of on you I don't want you to be like why she acting like that oh because I'm just not in that space I'm always and I say this I'm always happy for my friends I'm always happy for my friend friend um you know I'm happy for everyone but sometimes I think I get to the point and it just makes me want to boss up and step up and and, and do more and evolve and grow like when is it my turn you know when is it my turn for like my happily ever after and when is it my you know what I'm saying you just have those moments but I'm always happy for everyone um but I feel like I don't care what I will always deserve more I could be married and probably think I deserve more or I want more or whatever that is you know um but that's just me that's just how I am I always want more and there's nothing wrong with wanting more or you know whatever that's that's life to me you should always want more you know there's it's always more um and I'm just there you know um I don't know but like I said I'm just working on myself more and more every day the more you know I sit back and think and everything it just you gotta work on yourself sometimes too (laughs) the best I can say and it's been so hard like being and I feel like a lot of people don't understand and my uh, and my friends they cannot understand my line sisters they may not understand my friend he may not understand but it is a lot not having any friends here like every time I do something is with somebody over the age of 50 um you know it's annoying and like my friend is like oh you can do this I'm not the type of person to just go somewhere by my first off I'm not I don't like going out going out I don't like party like I don't know those type of vibes you know what I mean? I have yet to really go to a club, but it's already not giving my vibes. Like real chill vibes, like a lounge, sure. But like going out to like a club, no. Um, I'm just not in, you know, I like to meet people on a more natural level. You know, not like, oh, I'm going out here seeking, seeking a friend tonight. Um I just I'm not there but he thinks like oh you should just go out and 
you know, just sit around and, you know, talk to, I don't know. I I don't know, you know, and I see it like, no, I want to meet someone naturally, like for friends and yeah, I don't want a guy friend. I just don't. I would take a gay male friend, but uh, just regular guy friend. I don't want that because that'd be going against what I'd be saying to men about female friends. So I don't really want like one like a best friend and we go out and do stuff like I don't know he would have to be like really ugly and think I'm pretty ugly I'm not into that I'm not I'm just not like not that I don't believe in him or trust that I'm just not into it so I would love some female friends though people to like go out and I work see I work at the wrong place like you know a lot of people meet people through work and stuff like that um, but I work with a whole bunch of white people who most of them are older. Um, so that's hard. And we're just all interested in different things. Like everyone there, they like about to be married or married with kids or whatever. It's just, we don't compliment each other as friends. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't know that's not going to work. But like at the radio station, I met this really dope girl lady okay she's older than me um shout out to Jess um Jess she's older than me but we have a lot in common with the same zodiac we have a lot in common we just organically meshed you know what I mean it wasn't it didn't feel forced like her kind heart and my kind heart just went hand in hand you know like our comfort comfortability comfortability levels with each other just were automated it was automatic you know what I mean the heart that we gain for each other like for different things that we watch each other go through it, it makes me teary out because I really I really like her like I really love her because you know she got to see me go through stuff with my grandmother and everything firsthand compared to any other friend or whomever um so, you know, she had that heart, you know, to check on me and reach out to me and everything like that. And those are the type of people that you want in your corner. And just shout out to her, you know, um, everyone that I met over there at that radio station. Shout out to them. I no longer work there. <laughs> um, it just got to be too much between my grandmother, grad school, and wanted to focus a little bit more on my daytime job. It was just a lot every weekend not having time to do anything for yourself and you know I'm not saying going out with friends or whatever like yeah if I have friends I would love to do that on the weekends but just doing anything for yourself you know going out to eat or like just focusing on your like literally time for self-care if you want to go get your eyebrows done on the weekend you want to go get your hair done you want to get your nails done you want to do you want to go shopping I literally just did not have that time to do the regular day-to-day things like with that job um but there were pieces and parts of it that I really enjoyed um some of the people that I met were great shout out to Julian Malik um shout out to Fats um people like that um that I got to meet and they you know gave words of wisdom or I just watched them do what they do um, even from a distance that they really didn't know that I was studying what they were doing um shout out to them um same people I just named nobody 
no, no, nobody different. Just, <laughs> um, but yeah, it taught me a lot. It taught me that I'm really not pressed to be in radio, but I would love to expand my podcast. And that's what I feel. First off, I wanted to do, I was skeptical about doing it because it said I would be working on the weekends. Did I think I was going to have those hours? Hell no. But it did say I was going to be working on the weekends. Um, and then it just became solely the weekends. And that's what was a red flag for me. But all of that will show you what you're able to handle, what you're not. I'm just not willing to start to put myself in that situation where I want to work two jobs and all this type of stuff. I want to work one job where I can make enough money to support my lifestyle and anything extra that I do be on my own business and all that. Not where I got a clock punching somebody, punch somebody's clock and enter my time in on somebody's website. I don't want to do that. Um, that's not for me. That's not the lifestyle that I want for myself. And habits are real. You start doing stuff while you're young. That'll be the lifestyle that you get when you're older. And to me, it's just a hustle and grind to find something more permanent that I really enjoy that will put me where I want to be instead of doing two things to try to make it. And it wasn't even like I needed the money. I was just really there for the experience more so. But it just showed me. I don't I, like I would do radio like if it was in the morning, if it was in the daytime. But it seems like everybody who does that also has something else that they're doing, another project or something that they got to do. To me, I say God, like, but it just be seeming like. They have to work another job or something. I don't know. They got to do parties or something. And it doesn't seem like it's for their image or for their brand, but literally maybe for their finances. So I don't know. But, um, yeah. But it's it gave me different thoughts and tactics for my podcast when it comes down to the marketing and business side of things for it, um, as well as when it comes down to just how I do it, how I compose it, what do I sound like, all these different things. So, um, get ready for those new innovations. I definitely have to do a new intro because I intro some things and it does not pertain to me anymore. Um, and I want it to truly fit my brand and who I am. And, and I think finding your brand and determining who you are, that all goes hand in hand. And that's big because it's like, who am I like? who am I really like what is my brand like what do I stand for I always, I mean I know me personally it's about impact you know I hope that what I'm doing on here is impacting y'all and I hope whatever I'm instilling or you're hearing is helping you impact the lives around you or impact yourself um, I'm all about being there um, just good vibes peace <laughs> um, focus putting yourself first and understanding that you're on your own path you know also had a conversation with a friend i'm gonna call him a friend today i don't know why you should call him y'all it's been that's how long it's since i since i've done this um we had a conversation about um finances and also future planning like not together but as an individual and i was just so stuck on what i felt and i'm and i feel still feel like i'm right and I will say, I just stand with, don't make decisions and do things because other people are doing it or that's what seems like is right or this is what's popular and like all my friends are doing it, so I'm going to do it. Um, what does that sound like? Peer pressure, pressure from the media, pressure from social media, pre pressure from 
the world that we live in in 2023, I'm just not under that pressure. Um, not because I don't feel like I have to grow up or not because I don't feel like um, certain things are important, but because I have goals and right now I'm just not in that place. We were talking about buying, I mean, not buying homes, just moving out of your parents' crib. I'm still living with my mom. I don't have a car, like all these things. The car thing is more right now realistic to getting that problem fixed. Um, but moving out is just not on my radar. Um, for one, when you watch someone pay rent for 11 years and that is not the wave, I don't want to do that. If I'm going to save money and everything, I want to pay a mortgage. You know, I want to be working on my own, not paying somebody else's mortgage in a sense. Um, that's just where I'm at. That's, that's just what I, where I'm at and what I believe in. And I know that it's possible another gym <laughs> sure y'all already know this there's first time homeowner programs um you take classes they inform you on different things you learn they'll get back to you and say hey you'll fill out an application everything they'll say hey based on your job your income your finances what you have in your bank account all these different things this is what you can afford um so to grind to hustle to get to where you need to be and put a time limit on that um finances but i just can't put and say oh I'm gonna move out in six months I don't want to or just move out right now I don't want to I don't I believe that struggle is real and it can help you but also what can help you is goal setting and knowing what you need and knowing where you need to be to make your next move um I would never put myself in a situation where I would just like next month and say hey ma I'm moving out um and struggle and because I'm making that decision and I'm pushing myself to do something that nobody else, she's not pushing me um, and telling me, you know, girl, you got to go. Um, the struggle as I'm a girl, you know what I'm saying? He's a guy. He's going to see things differently. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have sisters. You know, I am my dad's only daughter and my mom's only child, period. Um so they're not going to want to see me in a situation where I struggle. They're not going to, I'm not going to say allow, but they're not going to completely just sit here and back me and be pushing me like, yeah, do that, do that. They're going to be sitting down and having some real conversations with me because it's their individual journeys of being not together. They've learned a lot about living on your own and being on your own and also living a, a lifestyle and can't continue that because now you're on your own doing things on your own. Um, and just watching that, it te- these are situations that have taught me, like, I'm going to take my time and do what I want to do when I want to do it because I'm not about to struggle. I'm not about to like, I don't want to have to ever, and it's not them telling me they're not, but I don't want to ever have to come back and be like, Ma, can you do this for me? Dad, can you do that for me? Like, y'all have done enough. You know, I don't want to constantly always be in that situation or feel like I have to call on people. And because I'm not that person. I will try to figure something out on my own before I ask for help. That's just me. So when it comes down to real big adult problems like that, I'm not going to want to call on them to help. I'm just not. That's not me. Um, So I don't know. I'm just saying for y'all, follow your heart and your goals. Create those goals. Uh, You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. If you know you have goals and you have, you know, don't put like I'm not putting 
myself in a box I'm not putting myself and say hey two years from now you gotta be out but also have those goals that can change um and I just know what I'm looking for you know like I know my job the money is cool like it's it's livable but for the lifestyle that I really really want I need to find somewhere that's making a little bit more there and the thing is I know it's obtainable I know that it's there I know that once I get my master's for the simple fact that I have my master's the, the skill set might not change the craft might not change but when they see that you got that master's they're gonna feel like oh okay um it's a stepping stone and it's um something that's gonna help me get to my next level therefore I'm able to make the more money able to get that job that I really really want so you know, and also me feeling like this is not my permanent place. This is I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I know I want to get another job within the next year, within the next six months. I want to get another job. Why would I go and move now and then put myself in a situation where I'm like, oh, I need to be stuck at this job because now I'm stuck because it's paying. I'm not about being stuck now in any type of situation to benefit something that I don't really need right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't. It's nothing that I'm doing that I can't do here at home. Could I use more space? Sure. Would I love being alone more? Yeah. Like, just doing your own thing? Of course. Those are the things I miss about school the most. But is she putting me in any type of situations where I hate coming home? I don't want to be home. Like, in my home home? Like, stuff like that? No. So, um, I feel like if you are in those detrimental situations and you do want to get that figured out. But me, I'm not um so I'm just not pressed about that right now you know it's other things I should be pressed about you got student loans about to come up you know those are things to be pressed about and at a time where I want a new job I have student loans it's not the time to play with your money and and you know it ain't the time you you figure out those times to play with your money I don't like I love money so much I don't like for it to be played with between money clothes and food I don't like for none of that to be played with so don't play with it don't play with it you know what I'm saying I'm not going to play myself like that's just where I'm at right now. And I've known these things about myself for at least two years with how I wanted to operate. And of course, not like the job stuff. I just got the job in the summer. So, you know, but, you know, your your numbers and where you want to be and all that type of stuff. Very goal driven. And to me, the whole conversation made me feel like, oh, he didn't believe in me or that he didn't think I was as goal driven as I believe I'm in, but it never made me doubt myself. It just only made me open my eyes to the fact that as much as you, I may get on here and express how goal driven I am or the way that I, I do things, the way that I move, I may feel like I'm showing that I'm goal driven, but someone could think something totally different. You know what I mean? That may not be what they're getting and receiving. And at the end of the day, it's not, my job to make sure it's received properly for the day-to-day person um who's not y'all it needs to be received in a sense of me articulating it properly whatever message I'm trying to give but to him or my friends or my family or whomever I don't have to do that um so yeah that's just 2023 stacking my money and living and doing the things that I wanted my whole thing is I don't want to make that move and I can't do the things I'm doing right now and and I see that you know what I'm saying I can't you know buy clothes when I want to get my hair done when I want to all these different things it's totally different being a girl y'all can go get a haircut for 60 dollars 
I can't even buy a bundle for $60. Okay, you can. But you know what I'm saying? That's That could just be one bundle for $60. That ain't even including the sewing. Got to get her eyebrows done. That's $20 right there when I leave a tip. Or, yeah, because it's, tw- it's 13 I don't know. It could have went up. I ain't been in a couple of months letting my eyebrows grow. But you know what I'm saying? It, it's just essentials for a woman are just more. And I'm not willing to compromise that to do something that is not pressed. I'm not pressed about and it's not being pressed about for me. So I'm just saying food for thought. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. I just feel like do what you can do. Don't do what the world is telling you you should do or whatever that is. But yes, so I'm in a focus for 2023. I'm ready. Um, Yeah. I hope y'all are locked in and focused for 2023. You know, take this time to master your craft, to get it right. Like, I'm like, this is year two or three. This is year three of this podcast, y'all. That's crazy. So I need to get it right, get it tight, literally. Um, I want to definitely, I I probably always say this, but I definitely want to lose weight because I'm just at the peak of big for me, you know, like big for me you know I'm bigger than what I want to be right now um so that master my craft that increasing my finances starting a business um just creating that generational wealth um starting that this year and getting some things in order that's what 2023 is about taking all the stuff that I learned from 2022 especially when it comes to life in the future and applying it to 2023 and I hope you do what you do and yeah but ladies, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to let y'all do what y'all do. If y'all listening to this in the car, y'all listening to this in your room at work. Because I'd be like that too. I watch and listen to my podcast at work. That's when I really get it in. <laughs> but, you know, wherever you're listening to this, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that you will continue to rock with me for the rest of 2023 and beyond. So thanks for listening to Young Everyday Black Woman, the podcast. Love you guys.